Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello and welcome to the Modes of Mouth podcast with Harry Benjamin and Tim Sylvie. This is the place where we meet some of the biggest names in and around motorsport, chat about their lives and everything in between. On this Gearing Up show, we're joined by American racer Sarah Price, recently confirmed as not only the first female, but the first actual driver for the new Extreme E-Series launching next year. She joins us from the Californian desert to talk all about Matt and how she got started in racing and being a stunt woman amongst other things alongside her racing career if you like it please do leave us a review it really helps us to get bigger and enjoy welcome to the latest episode of our new spin-off series gearing up where we shine a light on unsung heroes or people we feel should have your attention this week for the third show running we're dialing in the united states of america but before we introduce today's guest i have to head east to say hello to the man with the best lockdown haircut in motorsport the surveyor of all things racing it's harry benjamin how are you i'm very well tim thank you very much yeah I, it's it's growing back in nicely since i decided to shave my yeah, entire hair myself it's looking all right i had a cut um, yesterday by uh, chloe's mum Oh, yeah? Nice. Well, Chloe started and then panicked and called her mum over halfway through because... You do panic. You panic. Yeah. I can't... I don't trust anyone at the top. Sides, you can do top. No-go yeah. area. Yeah. I'll wait for the barber on that one. No, it gets dodgy. Um, but yeah, so no baby still then. Still no baby. Waiting on that. Still waiting. Still no. waiting. The wife is downstairs bobbing up and down on her birthing ball. So, um... Oh, exactly. Well, I've got one bit of news before we dive into motorsport and whether or not people care about this or not. Big news. I'm going on my first socially distanced date this week. <laughs> really? So we'll see how that one goes. Never done it before. Are you going to do a I mean, name drop? As in this world. It's... No, absolutely not. The name will remain anonymous because it could all go pear-shaped. You never know. How tall so, is she? Um, uh, she's shorter than me, but that's not difficult. <laughs> Six foot four then. 
Six foot four. Well, yeah, fingers crossed. Nice. Uh, well, enough of your uh, personal dating shenanigans. Shall I introduce today's guest? Yeah, let's do it. Californian-based Sarah Price has recently hit the news as the first driver to be announced for the hugely exciting Extreme E Series with US racing giant Chip Ganassi. She's a multi-championship winner and has raced in everything from off-road trucks to dirt bikes. She's a stunt driver. She performs on two wheels and four and has even competed in Miss California, USA. Let's dive right in and welcome Sarah Price to Gearing Up on the Motor Mouth Podcast. Oh, hi. Thanks, guys, for having me. I'm excited. You're very welcome. How's, uh, how's life over in the States? How's lockdown been treating you? Have you been in lockdown? What's it like out there? Lockdown hasn't been too locked down for me. We live in the desert, so it hasn't stopped us much. Um, and the weather is absolutely perfect right now in California where I'm at. And uh, yeah, we're still social distancing, but I'm kind of curious. How does a social distance date go? Well, that's the thing. I, that's it's, very good very, point. it's unknown territory, I think. I've seen, you know, I've seen some examples on Twitter, but I don't know. Well, <laughs> I think we've got to stay outside. I think that's that's one thing. We have to stay outside and, and stay two meters apart. So it has to be nice weather. Yeah. And living in the UK, that's always a 50-50 gamble. Yeah. So if it's pouring with rain or if it's nice and sunny, perhaps a picnic, I think that could work. Very romantic. Oh, there you go, picnic. That would yeah. be good, yeah. right? Yeah? Oh, but great. That's oh, that's all the advice I needed. <laughs> uh, listen, Sarah, forget my dating life. Uh, let's talk about your life. Let's uh, take it way back because you've got some exciting news, obviously, uh, to talk about. But before we get to that, let's go all the way back to the very early days and, and how racing uh, began. What what sort of got you into it? Um, well, I actually started on horseback. My brother raced their bikes. Um, and then when my parents were taking him to practice on Tuesday nights at this local track right by my house called Paris, they didn't know what to do with me. I had so much energy. My brother's uh, more of the calm, um, non-aggressive one. I'm the complete opposite. I'm very fearless. I'm very... Uh, full of energy and um, yeah so they needed something to do when I was there with my mom and she was just watching my brother practice so they bought me a dirt bike um, I was eight years old and started racing ever since I would I would basically ride until I ran out of gas I'd come into the pits get gas and go right back out and it was just you know a, a godsend for my my parents to be able to have a way for me to uh, get rid of my energy um, so one thing led to another, I started racing and, and ended up, you know, naturally having that talent for it. I went to my first national won that, um, and then just kept climbing the ladder really fast, turned professional at 16 years old, medal next games, became the first factory rider on monster energy Kawasaki, um, and faced some big feats. It was, it was really cool to have such a, you know, amazing career in that. And then that brought me to stunt work. Then I started racing four wheels and wow right. what, you, you, you you've raced all sorts of different stuff you've done like you say two wheels four wheels stunt bikes um off-roading the works which is your favorite what's what what do you enjoy racing the most yeah i've i've raced so many different things um you know honestly so this last year we won the score international trophy truck spec championship which a trophy truck is an unlimited off-road truck like picture this, um, I'm in a trophy truck now. I'm racing the Chattanooga whiskey truck and um, it goes 140 miles per hour and we're hitting bumps that are five feet tall. Like this is no joke when we're talking about unlimited truck. <laughs> so It's pretty, pretty crazy racing. Um, I would have to say nothing compares to the trophy truck as of now. 
Um, I've also raced this other series called Stadium Super Trucks, yeah, which sometimes we call insane. IndyCar. Yeah. Yeah. They're so sketchy. They are one-to-one, <laughs> very, very fast. We're on asphalt on an off-road truck, so it's not made for it. And uh, I just think it's such a ball because they're they're pretty bulletproof. So we're we're really aggressive. We're we're door banging, and it's not a big deal. It's kind of like it's actually praised in that series. So that's a really fun form of racing. And, as well. and that but, one specifically, they on purpose put massive ramps in the middle of the racetrack. And I, I saw I was watching a YouTube clip of you last night. I don't know which. I think it was in Australia. Some it, well, presume are they all in Australia? I don't know. Uh, yeah, they're all yeah, in, no, not all in Australia, but we're in Australia too, and in the states. Right. So this was in Australia, and um, I think it was the first time you'd ended up on your roof. And uh, the other guy was being pulled out. He was on his roof as well. He was being pulled out from underneath the car. It's just complete chaos. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Um, he had lost his brakes. And so he had hit me to slow himself down before he hit the wall, basically. And so he even thanked me after that. He's like, thanks for saving me. Thanks for slowing <laughs> me down. So we both ended up on our lids after that. But that's the cool thing about a cage. With age comes a cage for me. Not that old, but I'm 27. And, you know, from dirt bikes, we were constantly hurt. So yeah. it was, uh, it's a new change, I guess. Yeah. What what drew you to this type of racing? Were, were you ever looking at, you know, we talk to so many people on this podcast who their route is always quite similar. They start off in, in go-karts and they go through to, you know, lower formula single seat racing and then they branch off from there, whether that's off into a truck touring car uh, or, you know, formula type of series. Where, what were you looking at when you were younger and what drew you to, to doing these kinds of uh, motorsport? Honestly, I kind of just gone with it and seen where the wind kind of takes me for the most part you know I've always put my heart and my best into everything I do um there's this crazy laser focus I get when I set my mind to something that you know it's really great for the success of it but then you know sometimes it's really bad for the personal side because I'm like oh crap I didn't see any of this going on I just was this and that's it you know um but I uh yeah it's when I I just was a daredevil I love to 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 go fast and I love to be the best and I love to figure out how to be. Mm-hmm. I've trans- transferred into so many different disciplines when it came to uh, motocross, to driving and driving. I've done so many different kinds of disciplines and off-road mainly. Um, I've dabbled in rally car, um, but yeah, it, it's it's been a, a cool path and that's for sure. I just As long as I, I'm racing, I'm happy. That's what's in my, my blood and in my heart. And, and outside of um, racing in Australia, have you have you been over to Europe much? Have you done anything over this side of the, the pond? Never. Never? Never been to Europe. No, that's the nope. one thing I have it. Only Africa. Wow. Oh, would you? Is there a racing series that you wish you could have had the chance to do? If you, if you, you know, um, budget, no, no issue. If there was a racing series, you go, yeah, I want to do that one. Um, I would love to race rally. Um, I, but Dakar is my main focus before this extreme E came about, which this is a new thing for me in the last few months. Um, I didn't even know it existed cause it's new, but, um, yeah, but no, in uh, Europe, there's not really much off road. So, um, not yeah. like it is for us down here cause we're so close to Mexico and that's where our epicenter of off road is for us for racing. Um, but no, I would say Dakar would be the only thing over there or not over by you guys, but Mm. in another part of the world, um, other than that would be just rally would be the only other thing I kind of thought of, but yeah, I I'm new to that, that world. I'm not an asphalt racer totally. So 
I don't know much about that. I suppose your your the environment that you're in lends itself to off roading, doesn't it? Because it, like you said at the beginning of this, when we started recording, I live in the desert. That's such a weird thing for us to hear. Um, so presumably, that it's your, where you live is tailor made for off roading. Yeah, it pretty much is. Like it's funny. So I live. Uh, I'm actually at my boyfriend's house right now. He won the car this year, actually which is pretty cool, but I'm an hour South and I'm in more of a community. And so, but up here, and I just have to trailer my car about five minutes and I can go drive and ride whatever I want. Where at his house, we go straight from his garage on our dirt bikes or on our side-by-sides and we can go endless hundreds and hundreds of miles through all kinds of different kinds of terrain. And yeah, the desert is where I grew up for sure. What was the moment where you thought, yes, this, I can make a career out of this? That's a funny thing. In off-road, there's not much money. Um, So this has been a passion-driven thing for me for a very long time. Uh, I would say when I was younger and I got on motorcycles, we were in X Games. They took out the programming, so that made it really difficult to make money uh, as a motocrosser because we, you know, sponsors don't want to be paid and not be on TV. Mm. And so I kind of was like, okay, what do I do now? So I started an auto paint business. Um, I started painting cars so that paid for all my bills. So then I can race on the weekends where I didn't depend on racing as my first income. Um, second off, I ended up getting to the stunt world because of my racing on motorcycles, which, you know, if I wasn't racing, I wouldn't have had that opportunity. And then that ended up being my second income. So my paint business comes first for income. Second is the stunts. And then third, I would say is racing, um, with, Chip Ganassi, this is my first time I'm actually put on, a, you know, a monthly pay. And that is astounding for me. This is what I worked so hard to get to. Yeah. You know, I've only yeah. dreamed of being in this position one day. And here I am getting to fulfill my dream of racing around the world, doing what I love. And mm-hmm. for one of the most respected teams, I'm, I'm so honored. Yeah, well, we, we've touched on it already. I think it's worth explaining a bit about this Extreme E series and, and how you, you know, you said you didn't even know about it really a few months ago. So tell us a bit about what, what type of championship this is and how that opportunity came about. Being a part of Extreme E, like when I heard about it, I was like, wait, what? We're racing off-road electric vehicles? Like I haven't heard of this. Like And then I did more research. I learned more about it. And it's really awesome what they're doing with the series and the people they have involved with it. It doesn't get more um, top tier than that. The fact that we have a ship, that's our paddock. Like, that's so cool. That is cool. So the the entire, is it literally the entire, basically, team's, uh, personnel, you live. You that's where you live on this. On this, I think it's the is it the Saint Helena, Saint Helena, boat, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, which travels around to all the destinations that Extreme E visits, and that is your sole sort of base for everybody. Yep, it is. It's um, you know we're going to be a very close knit series and family. Yeah. I think is what it's going to become because we're going to be stuck around each other, very close quarters. So um it's pretty awesome though like our pits is on the ship and so that's where we're going to be working on the cars we're going to be charging them um you know everything's going to happen on that Mm. ship besides the racing which i think it's going to be really exciting to see and it's cool because i I think the ships even ran on hydrogen um the whole goal of the series is to leave the less um lesser carbon footprint we possibly can anywhere we go yeah so and the causes that they're representing we have scientists on the, sh- the ship that are going with us to these high highly impacted areas that are going to be studying you know the 
just just the extreme climates that we're going to be racing in. And it's just cool. It's bringing a whole nother version of, um, you know, the world and worries and also what we love to do in the racing and fast and cool and all that stuff kind of together to get this attention that I think no one's ever done. It it feels like the first time that a racing series is, um, can genuinely say that they're being sustainable. You know, we're, we're very familiar with Formula E and um, while it's an electric series, they're still jumping on airplanes every five minutes and, you know, chucking out um, various gases into the atmosphere. This is feels yeah. like a genuinely um, good um, good feeling about this racing series. But for those who are not familiar, could you just cover for us um, what the series will include? What, what countries are you visiting? Tell us a bit, a bit more about the format of the series. Yeah, so we're going to be visiting five places that have been um, environmentally impacted. So like we're racing on areas in the desert that are the most extreme deserts um, that are hot, you know, things that maybe have been burnt down. Um, what have you, we're going to be racing on icy climates, um, on ice, I believe. I I don't know details yet. I wish I did because that would be awesome to know. I'm really excited to race on ice if that's the case. Um, but, and then I I heard we're going somewhere like the Amazon. So we're racing like in a jungle or something like that. Um, there was even like wind at one point, they're going to race on like some Island in the middle of nowhere. And there's all this, you know, maybe this or maybe that. And so it's really exciting. Um, I'm excited for the desert and the ice the most, I would have to say, because I never raced on ice before and I heard that that's a blast. So <laughs> it'd be awesome. God, you don't even know, don't even know the country, know the countries, but don't know the no. details of what you're doing yet. It's, it's pretty so, mental. It's, yeah. just, it's 2021, uh, right? So do we know when, yeah. the, when, the, when the season actually kicks off? Uh, the season kicks off in January. Right. So that's when um, we're already starting our like campaigning to figure out what strategy. Uh, obviously, a male driver is going to come first right now. But after that, it's going to be figuring out basically how to get the vehicle, get seat time in it and yeah. make it the fastest we possibly can. Well, that's the other thing, actually. You just mentioned Extreme E will also be the first series to have a 50-50 gender split of drivers. So there'll be two drivers per team, one male, one female. And you are the first uh, driver, let alone the first female driver, to be confirmed for the series. That must be pretty special as well. Yeah, uh, I'm so honoured. I didn't even know that I was the first driver, to be honest. I, I... When we came to announce it, I was like, wait, what? They're like, I thought there's all the other drivers. We're like, no, no one's been confirmed. And they're what like, what have I signed up to? <laughs> yeah. And then uh, all of a sudden it was like first driver. And I was like, wow, that's that's a big part of history. You yeah. know, like series I feel I have a lot of faith in and it's going to do well. So um, it, it's going to be really cool. And the fact that I'm the first driver for Chip Ganassi Racing, that's a female, that's big too. Um do you know do you know yet who your teammate's gonna be? I don't. I don't know. I had a list of ten drivers I gave to them and they had a list of ten drivers and they said that five of them were the same as mine. So Oh, I see you get a little bit of they asked you for a bit of input. Oh yeah, definitely. I think because that's gonna be such a key for um our success is to work together mm. as a team, you know. I, we're gonna be swapping the vehicle. I don't know if we have to do that in a timely manner, if that's gonna be timed while we race or what the case is going to be. But I think having a good teammate who's knowledgeable and we only have a seven person team total. So 
having as much knowledge as we can is going to be best, I think. Yeah, yeah. And so Chip- I looked up the schedule, by the way, because I was okay. like, I don't want to say without knowing. Because <laughs> we were talking about Dakar before this, and I know yeah. that we're going to Dakar, but not to Dakar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's in Senegal. And then we go to Saudi Arabia, which those are going to be two just, I'm guessing Senegal is going to be like, deserty yeah i i went sound like it's gonna be hot i've been there i went there i weirdly went there on holiday um a few years ago yeah yeah, to uh senegal really strange place to go on holiday but um it was was, yeah very hot dry um bits of desert yeah lots of desert lots of animals i mean it's 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 an interesting place but it's a very odd place to go racing yeah. and equally i mean saudi will have some incredible terrain um you know the, the dunes in saudi will be amazing That's what i'm thinking it's gonna be sand yeah jumps there'll be jumps yep. and then nepal i don't know what that's gonna be maybe up, up in the himalayas yeah <laughs> yeah i have no idea what that one's gonna be and then we go to greenland and brazil so i'm guessing brazil is gonna be very green um i'm thinking mm-hmm. Greenland's gonna be icy ice yeah this is such a, it's such a strange because there is no, I don't think there's any, there's never been a series quite like this. And certainly I suppose there's probably never been a racing driver that signed up for a series being the first one and doesn't actually quite know, how, you know, what the track, you know, there's, there's no track layout. There's no, no one's done this before. And also it's, it's, you know, similar to the type of racing you've done before in terms of, you know, off-road kind of almost truck-esque kind of car, but it's also yeah. completely electric. So I'm assuming there's going to be an element of sort of managing batteries and temperatures and things like that, which I'm presuming you haven't done a lot of before. No, I haven't raced an electric vehicle before. And I do think that that's going to come into play, but we're doing 16 kilometer uh, loops is what our lap's going to be. Right. I, that's an average. And so that's about nine miles for me. Um, that's going to be interesting to see because, you know, the male does a lap. I do a lap. I don't know if we get a charge or if we have to go through the whole day saving that battery or what the case is. I do know that we get extra boosts at points. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we do, I don't know how we get them or what the case is now with that. Um, but I definitely think it's going to be interesting to see because, yeah, freeze at full capacity and use is going to be yeah. cool and eat as well. It's a very exciting opportunity. But how did that first conversation with Chip Ganassi come about? Because you're not just joining any old team, you're joining Chip Ganassi. You know, for anyone who doesn't know, they are, particularly in America, a huge team, IndyCar, NASCAR, they've raced, you know, they are a force to be reckoned with. And now joining Extreme E, how did that come about? Oh, man. Yeah, it's such an honor to be even considered. But they uh, just, honestly, I got a phone call one day um, word of mouth got around that, you know, I was a girl that they should take interest in. And so they called me and, you know, after we had our phone conversation, it all went good. We had the same, uh, motivations and I think it aligned really well. So we continued our talk and now, you know, I'm, I'm racing for them. I, I couldn't be more excited to yeah. be a part of such a top notch respected team and they like to win. So I, I want to win too. I don't want to go out there to lose. So yeah. <laughs> We have a good, uh, you know, plan to hopefully do that. Yeah, no, they're they're a big team for sure. And it's my time to gloat, Harry. I used to manage a Chip Ganassi driver. No way! Yes, I did. It's Chilton. It is Chilton, yeah. Max Chilton. Uh, he, he, uh, he was over in IndyCar. Still is in IndyCar, but now he's with Carlin, I believe. Um, but he did, in, he did uh, Chip Ganassi for a, a few years. Um, so uh, quite familiar with them. 
great team. I'm curious to know um, if you have interest in other forms of racing. Obviously, you've grown up around truck racing and motocross, X Games, all this kind of stuff. Do you follow the Formula One or the Formula E or any of the other series that are going on around the world? Yeah, honestly, I would be lying if I said yes. I am pretty much a dirt girl and I'm so busy. Most of the time, I just want to drive and race anything I possibly can. I watch a lot of races that I would be racing to study. But um, I honestly don't watch too much TV um, on that stuff. So, yeah, no, I haven't. I do know I'm very familiar with uh, some knowledge on it um, and how high-end F1 is. You know, um, I deal a lot. Well, I just got done getting fitted by Sparco, and they were telling me all kinds of stuff, like when it comes down to just the suit, how much they're trying to take off for weight. And, uh, you know, power to weight is everything in that. So, yeah, it's pretty interesting. But, no, I don't have much experience in anything that uh, Chip Ganassi has done, like with NASCAR and IndyCar. Um, I love racing. So anything and everything, as long as I'm racing, I absolutely love it. I have a very natural gift to adapt fast to new uh, forms of racing with minimal seat time because that's what I've kind of had to do over the years because we don't get a lot of testing time in the off-road trucks. So I just kind of have to hop in on race day and, well, let's figure it out, yeah. you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. That's kind of how it's off-road. Are you familiar with the W Series? Yes, I am very familiar. I, I thought that was so incredible what they have done the last few years. We've had a few female racing drivers on the show um, and um, mixed, I guess, well, semi-mixed views on, on W Series. When it first came out over here, a lot of people were very upset about it. Um, because they felt like it was um, doing the opposite of what it was intended to do and be, you know, create a, an inclusive sport. Um, and people have gradually changed their tune um, over the course of the first season. Um, and people now see it as a way to get more females into motorsport, which means more girls racing, which means more chance of more girls breaking through. What do you think about having a, a female-only series? Is it something you think is is positive or, or do you see it in a different way? So this is my take on that. I tell everyone all the time I get, you know, I, I come from motorcycles, right? So in motocross, there is a gender difference. A female will never be as strong as a male. We're not biologically built for that. We're not built to have all the muscles that can, you know, lift this bike compared to how a man can. Well, when it comes to driving... I don't think there is absolutely any difference between a male or a female. And that's why I love and appreciate driving so much because when I put that helmet on, it doesn't really matter. And it's super funny. Cause like in the series I race in and off road and anywhere I go racing off road, you know, people don't look at me as a girl. People go, Oh, Hey, there's Sarah. She, she's here. We got to bring our best competition. You know, like yeah. <laughs> we got to step up, we got to beat her. And that's really cool because I'm respected as a racer. Um, what the W series, I think provides a great platform for is I actually held my own race at one point and it was for, um, a, it was all female class and it was called the Sarah Price Invitational. And it was just for UTVs. Um, I had moms that have never raced that their sons race. I had uh, sisters that were too afraid to go out there cause they didn't think they belonged. You know, I had so many incredible, uh, women that have been surrounded in the racing but yet have never done it because they didn't know where they belonged. Mm -hmm. And this gave them a platform to at least go out there their first time to get over that little hump and that now they're racing. So I think that gives females a great platform to one, be noticed, 
to give the encouragement that, hey, here's a place for you to start or a place for you to try to make a goal for. And then after that, you know, I don't think there should be any gender specific, any driving rate, like for any racing for when it comes to driving. And have you, it sounds like you've had a very positive experience being a female racing driver um, in the States and in, in Australia. Have you found that? Have you, have you felt any sort of um, discrimination or anything? Um, have you, have you seen anything when you've been racing that makes you think, God, you know, I might be a girl, but so what, you know, I'm competing with you guys on level playing field or have you been accepted um, as just another racing driver? You know, honestly, um, if people don't know me and, you know, I show up on the line with them and they're just like, Oh, who's this girl, you know, whatever kind of thing. And then I go out there and I perform or I beat them or I win. Then they're kind of like, Oh crap. Okay. And then they see how hard I work at it. I think they gain a lot of respect very fast. And that's something I work really hard. And if someone's working harder than me, I'm going to be working harder than that. So it's, uh, I think people see that they see how determined and driven I am and they, they can't say anything else, but wow. All right. We got to step it up. We're going to beat her. So It's pretty cool. You know, I've gained a lot of respect in it just through my work, um, not through talk or anything else besides just results and doing the best I can and being the best person I can on and off the track. Um, so yeah, no, I, I think at first people have their assumptions like anyone, if you want to judge right off the bat, never judge a book by its cover kind of thing. But then after that, they learn who I am and what I'm about and they have respect. It, it sounds like you're a brilliant um, <clears throat> a role model as well for any you know y- young racers, young girl racers who want to want to get into any kind of motorsport. Um, but your talents outside of racing, what are they? <laughs> Do you have any? I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Um, your first job, obviously, painting. Is that? Is there a bit of a talent there as well? Yeah. So my auto paint business, I started it after, you know, motocross, I wasn't making money in that. And I was like, okay, how am I going to ever be able to live? Or I can't do a normal job. I've raced my whole childhood. I don't know what that means. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, my whole family, was painters, but I started my own thing and it was touch up. So I go to used car lots and, um, touch up their, their used vehicles. And I actually now have six other females that are in extreme sports or have a relation to racing in some sort of way. And I have 10 on standby that are getting ready to start. And we are all over the U S. So these girls, basically they paint during the week and on the weekends, they can pursue their dreams of going racing or whatever the case is. And their bills are paid from their work. Wow. Pretty cool. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. And of, and of Uh, course, um, Miss California, USA 2013, (laughs) Come on, let's, let's, let's talk about this. So, this, I mean, you could class this as a talent. I know these things are big. These are big in the States, right? These these shows. Yeah, they're crazy. Um, so what happened with that was I was I got hurt in X Games. I dislocated my shoulder. I, I've always had a shoulder uh, issue in motocross, and I had to get surgery on it. So I was down with surgery, and I didn't know what to do. And shoulder surgeries take a long time to heal. So it's like a six-month process. And I got an invitation to do the pageant while I was recovering from surgery. So I figured, okay, well, I don't have to do anything with my arm for a pageant. Like, and then I can show the world, Hey, we can be a beautiful female, but then we can also be a complete badass in other ways, you know? Um, and then I thought it'd be a good way to just stay in shape and, you know, I could learn maybe a few girly things. I don't know. <laughs> so I did it. 
and uh, ended up winning one, which was crazy with the broken <laughs> shoulder. <laughs> and, um, I had a lot of scars to cover up. It was fun. It must it have it a- must have been unusual when the other contestants are like, "So, what do you do? You know, normally uh, I oh. race trucks, obviously." Yeah. When I had gone in for my interview, and they're like, "What? You race motocross? And you own an auto paint business? Like, why are you here?" <laughs> Is that the kind of thing where they ask you, they, you know, they ask you, how are you going to solve world peace or that kind of thing? Because they ask you questions and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. Have I watched too much Miss Congeniality? (laughs) They know, they ask stuff like that for sure. Um, Or they just ask about yourself and I think how you are answering your questions. But yeah, uh, yeah, it was a, I did two pageants and it was just something I think to do just to experience it and just to kind of, you know, put out there like, Hey, like for potential sponsorship, like, yeah. I'm and I'm also this. So, you know, Hey, let's cross this. Let's, it, it couldn't have hurt me by doing it. Yeah. So I did it. Yeah, definitely. And let's, uh, let's flip that one around. Um, so we know what you're good at, obviously a fast racing driver and, um, you've got your entrepreneurial side with your business, but what are you crap at? Uh, Oh man. I suck at uh, snowboarding, hmm. skateboarding, skiing, anything with a board. Anything with a board, interesting. What about surfing? Anything with a board, I suck. Surfing? So no no winter sports then, really, for you? I try. I'm not going to lie. Last time I went snowboarding, I got knocked out. And <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't know what it is, but yeah, I'm not good on boards. Yeah, just stay away from boards. Just ignore I those in the future. And wheels. And <laughs> Yeah, so if you, I mean, obviously it's not snow that's the problem because then I suppose extreme might prove difficult if you were suddenly on a snowy, icy surface. Yeah, right? No, I don't think it's snow. I think I just need a, I need engines and I need wheels. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Okay, well, obviously there's extreme me that's in the, the big the big thing in the future. But um, is there anything else? You're, are you able to do other series alongside that as well? What, what does the future hold outside of extreme me for you? Yeah. So as of right now, I'm still, um, I'm still signed up to race the trophy truck for the rest of the year. Um, I have one race Vegas Torino it's called in the trophy truck. Um, and then for 2021, still working that out for what other racing I will be doing. Hmm. Um, I always am driving the Polaris razor side by side. So I'm sure racing here and there can only help me and benefit me and extremely, you know, getting as much seat time as I can as well as the truck racing that comes up from that or whatever we work out to be planned for the next year. Um, obviously extreme is going to be my first priority as of right now. Um, and then before that I was, uh, you know, Dakar is obviously something that is, uh, potential. So we're, that's what we're full pace on that and extreme E. Exciting. Yeah. Um, we have um, three final questions for you, which we ask of all of our yeah. guests. They're the same three questions for everyone. They tend to throw up different answers. Um, Harry, should I kick off? Go for it. Question number one. I think I know the answer. What's got you excited at the moment? Streamy. <laughs> Correct <Racing>. answer. <laughs> okay. Question two. If you weren't a racing driver, what would you be doing? Uh, I wasn't. Well, I'm a stunt woman right now uh, yeah 
So maybe I'd just be a full-time stunt woman. Coolest yeah. job in the world. Yeah. Have you ever, just off that, have you ever done, I know they, they often get stunts, uh, women for, um, or any racing drivers for sh- like films, like, you know, um, uh, oh, what's the what's the one that has been so many of them? Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious. There we go. Have you ever done anything like that? Um, I just got done, actually, well, not just got done, but I did Jumanji, the last Jumanji, Ooh. so I'm Ruby Brown. Uh, oh, with, who's that? Uh, I don't know if it's the last one. Was it Dwight, uh, The Rock? Is he in that? Yeah, yeah, The Rock's in it. He's a beast. Oh, wow. That's yeah. awesome. That's yeah, so cool. So I did all the driving in the uh, desert scene there when the ostriches are, like, attacking the car. Well, the versatility of a racing driver is amazing. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then, go on, Tim, you've got the final one. Last question for you, and we'll let you get on with your day. What are you scared of? Uh, I would say, like, sometimes the dark. <laughs> <laughs> depending on <laughs> how you dark. know it's kind of weird because i've been stranded in baja like when we were broken down in a race and i was like is the chupacabra real oh my I'm, god I'm, like, yeah. broken down with the nets up just like <laughs> nothing in sight for miles so like i was scared but i wasn't that scared where yeah. i'm like sometimes i jump on my bed in the middle of the night so <laughs> well surprisingly <laughs> that's that's the first time we've had darkness yeah what other people say? Uh, we've had heights. We've had um, a couple spiders. of spiders. A couple of people got really um, philosophical, really philosophical, mm. and were like, uh, one guy we had, uh, Freddie Hunt, James Hunt's son, um, the uh, nineteen seventy six Formula One World Championship. His son Freddie is on, who's also a racing driver, and um, he couldn't answer. He got he sort of got him to. Too choked deep. him up a bit choked too much. much. Couldn't do it. Yeah. We, we really didn't intend the question to be that deep, but some, yeah. <laughs> some, some people got up. And who was the other guy? We had a guy, my favourite one has to be Sebastian Buemi, who is deathly afraid of um, sharks. Yeah. <laughs> he lives in Switzerland. No sharks. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure there are many sharks there. there were That's cro- my favourite. Crofty was the weirdest. He, we have a guy, um, Crofty, who's the lead commentator on Formula One on Sky Sports F1, he ha- he's scared of tea bags. <laughs> yeah, I don't know can't what to say up. about that. You can't you know, that just very odd. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, I do have to confess though, I am scared of heights too, but it makes no sense doing what I do because I jump far and I jump high and it doesn't even once register in my head. So, right. so you're not doing if a, I you're not, a full tower, I'd be like, nope. So you're not doing it, you're not doing a huge <laughs> jump and thinking, oh my god what the hell am I doing and then you land and you're okay again and then you panic over the next one exactly no it's not like I'm up there looking down it's you know I just I'm trying to go higher and farther but yeah when I'm on top of a building looking down I'm like "Mm -mm." but if I'm in a plane I'm fine okay (laughs) weird all good you Americans (laughs) honestly I know well, Sarah Price, thank you so much for joining us on uh, on gearing up on the on the Motormath podcast. We're really excited to see uh, you in Extreme E and see what that whole championship brings as well. Um, it's going to be a, an exciting year ahead. I bet you can't wait to get back to racing. I can't wait. And uh, thanks so much for having me. It was great to meet you guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Motormouth podcast. Do make sure you give us a follow on our socials, Twitter at Motormouth underscore Instagram at Motormouth underscore official and on Facebook, just search. Motormouth. You can download the Motormouth app where you can get exclusive video content from MMTV, create your own social profile and interact with others and check up on all the latest happenings with whatever motorsport takes your fancy. Don't forget to like, subscribe and review. And until next time, you've been listening to the Motormouth podcast. Motormouth. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.